What's up, world? Welcome to the Positive Truth Podcast. Uplifting and positive news to help you believe in yourself and the world around you. Tim, what are we trying to bring? Here at the Positive Truth, we're trying to bring awareness, empowerment, inspiration, optimism, and understanding to communities everywhere. JP, how are you, sir? Doing wonderful. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing stupendous. It is the 21st. Do you remember the 21st of September? Shout out to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ha <laughs> ha! Take that one. <laughs> And Hispanic Heritage Month is September 15th to October 15th. That's weird to me still. I don't care what anybody says, but I'm celebrating. Absolutely. So we figured it would be a wonderful time to talk about Hispanic Americans who have made the world a better place. I have a couple of really good ones, Tim. Ooh, so I'm do just, I. Just, just to <laughs> throw that out there. You please prepare today, for real, for real. Hey, I got two really I got two really good ones. One of them I'm like super excited, so I'm gonna say that one for my second one. But I'll go ahead and start off today. Does that sound good? Go for it. Awesome, man. I have a dude by the name of Corky Gonzalez. He is actually one of the founders of the Chicano movement in the 1960s. Um, Rodolfo, his first name, helped organize Mexican Americans in the fight for equality, man. Um, as an activist, Gonzalez founded Crusade for Justice, a civil rights and cultural organization that advocated for the rights of Hispanics. Um, a lot of people know him for his poem, Yo Soy Joaquin, or in English, it's I Am Joaquin, which confronts cultural oppression of Chicano Americans in the United States. I had no idea who this man was. Edna went in on me this morning. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that, Edna. Edna went in on we me We need this that, yeah. both of us. Yo, she said everybody needs it. She said that... There's so much going on in the world right now that we all need to learn our own history a little bit so we can fight together. And I thought it was like one of the most inspirational things she's ever said to me, man. So shout out to Edna for giving me this dope story right here. Absolutely. And let's just be real. Another reason we're doing Hispanic Heritage Month, we grew up in a Hispanic community. You're obviously Hispanic, Tim. And most people can't name a non-entertainer positive Hispanic American and we're going to talk about people that are obviously not from America they're Hispanic they're doing positive things but that's why we're doing this episode absolutely man this isn't just beneficial for anybody that's not Hispanic because I am a Hispanic man and I'm learning about all of these people for the first time and I'm not ashamed to say that man never too late to learn something new right absolutely all right what do you got for us JP so I have two massive lists I'm really hyped for the second one Actually, you know what? I'm going to start with that one. Oh, let's get it. So when we were looking up stories, you know, I'm the electrical engineering over here. I was just like, I wonder what, like, inventions have been made by Hispanic, like, people around the world. Oh. You ready for it? Science is cool with the positive truth is what you're telling me? Yes. The e-book, Hispanic, young man from Spain, 1949. Crazy, right? Right, right. Birth control pills, Mexican chemist, shout out to Louise, 25. Color television, you ever like that, Tim? I Mex love it. Mexican engineer, Guillermo Gonzalez, patented <laughs> the system, allows television to be in color in 1963. Oh, let's, just, we're just going to keep going. The artificial heart, Hispanic, <laughs> oh, oh. 1963. This is the one you're going to like the most. Neonatal artificial bubble. So if you have a baby that's premature and needs to go to the NICU, it was in. It was basically first made by a Peruvian engineer, Claudio Castillo. I know you're gonna love that one, Tom. You know, it touched me in my heart, man. I saw I'm looking at you all like, man, that was sweet. <laughs> electric blades are like on a, a saw as a electric saw. Mexican engineer. 
the submarine. Spaniard. <laughs> I'll take that world. <laughs> the x-ray microscope, the drug patches, and there's a few more, but like... They're, they create a lot of things we use on an everyday basis is what you're trying to tell us that we didn't even know. Yeah, a lot of really, really useful and helpful things, yes. Take that world. Hispanic Heritage Month in the U.S. Yay, yay. <laughs> Have my West Coast accent on right there. <laughs> so before we get to our last two, I guess, positive news stories talking about Hispanic Heritage Month, we need to pause and do audio meditation. It's where me and Tim talk about one thing we're grateful for each. Because in the stresses of life, we often overlook all the great things going on in our own lives. We encourage everyone listening to think of one thing you're grateful for as well. Guaranteed to make your day so much more positive. Tim, what are you grateful for? Man, I'm grateful for these stories we're doing today. I know uh, we've done topics all like since we started doing this. You know what I mean? It's not the first time we've done Hispanic Heritage stories at all. But for some reason this year, these stories are a lot more, I want to say impactful to just myself, but also to people around me that I'm talking to. I'm like, hey, I'm thinking about talking about this on Positive Truth. What do you think? And then after we talk about it, they're on their phone doing more research about the person we're talking about. That's why I'm so excited to hear yours. I'm so excited to talk about mine today, man. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> we're not really talking about things we're grateful for, I guess. We're more talking about like culture and influence. I'm grateful for culture and influence. There we go. <laughs> Definitely growing up, like, I think I was, I was raised in a lot of different cultures. Like I have a friend that was like Asian and Arabic. I went to a predominantly white church, predominantly colored schools. And man, there were just certain things like I learned in Hispanic culture that's just awesome. Like foods, <laughs> <laughs> dances, parties, salsas, definitely the salsas. I mean, as the dance and the actual like salsa. No, it's, it's a win-win all around. I was looking at every definition in my head, and so yeah, you're winning still. Exactly. It's like, and just, I remember being around one of my friend's Christmases because his grandma is born on Christmas Day. And so what they do is they celebrate her birthday, the first hour, last hour of Christmas Eve. Then on 12 o'clock, everyone opens presents at once. And it's just like a so different experience from mine where it's like, Everyone open all at once, or like one at a time. They're like, nah, just let it fly. And they had all the food and stuff. They say we're partying from like 10 p.m. to like 10 a.m. I, I definitely have been a part of a few of those. <laughs> so like, man, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you. Like it just kind of, it's perfect, man. That's perfect. It's uh, just, it's really, we believe in diversity here at The Positive Truth, and we love the diversity and cultures that we've experienced. Ooh, Savas, man, that like, so me and Edna, I'm Puerto Rican, she's Mexican. Me being introduced into her family, I spend Christmas Eve with her family because it's just like that. We have dinner, we're hanging out, and as soon as midnight hits, presents are getting passed around, tequila's getting passed <laughs> around. It's the family tradition, you know? It's just, it's so different for me because I celebrate it on Christmas, on the 25th, Christmas Day, right? And uh, that actually leads me to my next story, man. Have you ever heard of Sylvia Mendez? Yeah, I can't remember. I've definitely heard the name of it. Okay, so I guarantee you probably once I start talking about it. So this story to me is really, really dope. And this is why I was excited to talk about this one, man. So Sylvia Mendez was born in the 1940s. She went to school at a time where schools were segregated. She's from California, right? Her father, Gonzalo, her mother, Felicidas, they're in a, a marriage. One's Mexican, one's Puerto Rican. They decide to get their kids to go to school whenever... 
she was in kindergarten, she kept going past the school with a very nice playground. The yard was really nice, the playground was just beautiful. And when she tried to go, she realized she couldn't go. Her aunt, her dad, and her cousins were all standing there. All she says is she remembers is that her aunt took a Rosa Parks stand. I'm not gonna let my kids go in here unless you let my brother's kids go in here, is what Sylvia said. Basically what happened was her cousins who were lighter skinned than her were allowed to get accepted to this school, but the school didn't allow Mexican kids. You had to go to the next city over to a little shack where all the Mexican kids went. Gonzalo, the father was like, hey, there has to be some type of mistake. I actually went to this school whenever I was a kid. No, I'm sorry, this is what the city decided. So that's whenever Gonzalo started going, just mine started going. Went home, started doing all kind of research, talked to anybody they could talk to, and they ended up finding out hey, there was a, a lawsuit in Riverside about segregating parks, and this guy won. I need to get a hold of this lawyer. So he got a hold of the lawyer that won that lawsuit, right? And they started doing even more research. They started like seeing other cases that actually failed that tried to sue these schools, right? So they went to these cities that were nearby, because all four cities that went by, they were going to the two shacks, the two Mexican schools, all the Hispanics in that community, right? So they were like, hey, we need other people to jump on this lawsuit with us, which they ended up finding them in every city. Now, it's, Gonz or it's the Mendez family versus Westminster Public Schools. They took it to the Supreme Court, man. It's so dope the fact that his family did this, and not only did they do this, they won the case. Now, in California, because of this case, there's no more segregated schools. Everybody's accepted everywhere, right? This is just the beginning of this story. This is Sylvia Mendez's father and mother. It's only gonna get better. <laughs> exactly, so in my head, I'm like, yo, this is dope, right? I read the summary. Let me do a little bit of research. Again, having conversations with other people, made, we're all doing research at this point because it was just so good of a conversation. Sylvia goes on and gets older, right? 30 years later, her father passed away, her mother's sick. She just realized what you guys did was American history. That's US history. People don't even know about this. They really don't. So her mom said, hey, you have to go out and talk about it. So that's exactly what Sylvia did, man. She decided to dedicate her life to becoming an activist, to fight for Hispanic kids in the United States, and to let everybody know and educate everyone on what her parents did for Americans. She goes all across the country. It's not until 1998 before her story starts to become popular. In 2002, George Bush invites her over to the White House, her and her family, to give her the credit that is due. In 2011, Obama invited her over, gave her the, award, uh, the Freedom Award, which she said she couldn't stop crying. She was like, I can't believe this. My parents are finally getting the recognition they deserve. This, Put her in the history books. This medal isn't for me, this is for them. She is a Puerto Rican Mexican woman. My daughter is a Puerto Rican Mexican child. Whenever my daughter grows up and is old enough to kind of understand what's going on in the world, I'm gonna make sure she knows about Sylvia Mendez and her family, her father, her mother, so she can see that people that look like her, that have that same blood running through, can do great things like this. Because without her, without the Mendez family, there is no Brown versus education. Cases like that is the cases they went back to to get Brown versus education passed. Wow, Tim. That I told you a, I was excited, brother. <laughs> that was a fire positive news story. How is this? Yeah, for real, like, we need to get that in the history books. I told you I was excited about this episode, man. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to lead in. I want to talk about Cesar Chavez. Yes, let's go! Okay, so Cesar Chavez is basically one of the most historical figures of all time here in America. He, was, he served in the Navy, and whenever he went home, he became a community organizer. He was the first leader of the San Jose Community Service Organization and established the National Farm Workers Association. 
He was a first-generation American son of farm workers in Arizona, and he was just drawn to a life of activism. So Chavez led marches, strikes, fasts, protests, inspired peaceful resistance movements, including Martin Luther King Jr. and Gandhi. He helped inspire those. You were just talking about inspiring Brown versus Board of Education. We've all heard about that. We've all, all heard of Martin Luther King. Not many and people, Gandhi, man. Like <laughs> we have mo Not many people have heard of Cesar Chavez. And I think it's really awesome here in Oklahoma City. We have a Cesar Chavez Elementary School. Yes, we do. We got some friends that work there, too. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. And we got to get this stuff in the history books. Do sabes, 100%, man. He had a, uh, what was the quote that he was always saying? Si se puede. Edna actually got that tattooed on her arm because her mom heard that so much growing up that she wanted to make sure she told her kids that, that they can do anything. And I thought that's pretty cool. I'm glad that you brought that, that man up. I never wanted to talk about him on here because I knew I couldn't do him justice. So <laughs> I'm glad you did. I mean, it's kind of impossible to do someone justice. You served in, the, you served in World War II as an Hispanic American. You're a first generation son. And then you come back when segregation is at its peak and you're like, oh no, 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 no. We're gonna do something about this. We're gonna start organizations. And then you inspire the civil rights movement. You help push it along and you dedicate your whole life to it. And they basically just try to erase you from memory, but not here at the Positive Truth Podcast. Facts. And yeah, do you have a quote before we get out of here? Absolutely. Fight for the thing that you care about, but do it in a way that will lead others to join you. Quotes by RBG. And we appreciate everyone for listening. We're out. Stay positive.